Hey, welcome to the Carol Remarks Podcast. My name is Carol, and this is where I host my remarks on glamour, pop culture, and front page news. Let's get right to it. Well, hello. This is Carol with Carol Remarks Podcast. Welcome, welcome. Uh, You may hear some background noise because the gent and I are on a road trip. We are headed over to Tunica. And I do like to take the podcast on the road, on the go, and we are on the road. Absolutely. That's the gent. Hi. (laughs) We're going to Tunica. We've been over here several times. But today, since we are traveling on this road, snow-filled road over to Tunica. Isn't it amazing? (laughs) In Mississippi, snow is everywhere. And at certain points on the road, they only had one lane paved or not plowed plowed, yeah Yeah. so but it's better now yeah it's amazing how much snow is over here you know it'd been predicted they were going to get eight to twelve inches and then another three to five inches and obviously they got a lot of snow over here look there's a deer Uh oh Oh, i do yep saw a deer saw a deer but we were we had planned to come over that weekend too and that's the weekend we decided well we better not and kind of glad we didn't because we would have been trapped over here yes we would have been stuck probably would have come back on tuesday but apparently that was the day that they got all the snow and we would have probably been stuck there till yesterday but yeah. i mean some of the lanes probably weren't cleared till this morning yeah so yeah we may have even had to well we would have gotten back but it had taken us about 10 hours to get back probably <laughs> for a three and a half hour road trip a three hour trip. <laughs> yeah So, gent, the gent, since we are on a road trip, I thought I would just ask you some questions and maybe have the topic be about road trips. And do you have any memorable road trips that you are willing to share with us? That I'm willing to share. Yes, that you are willing to share that's not going to make me mad. Oh, Lord. You know, there are so many little side trips, road trips taken through life but I guess that they're really not really one particular that stands out but they're just a lot of little episodes within road trips that really stand out uh, you know well let me let me back up a little bit you grew up on the coast Georgia coast yes, right yes. correct so you had all of Florida close by right. so you in your high school days you took several trips i'm assuming right yeah you know but most of those trips were family trips oh, okay you know they but weren't then, really I, you know, I think of a road trip i think of animal house oh. with, uh, all the guys getting in the car loaded up with beer going to you know get in trouble well i'm sure you had some of that <laughs> in high school too didn't you? no not really in high school uh-huh. because oh so it was college uh, yeah yeah you know not really in high school because we were you know you were happy where you were and you had so much activity going on that you know, you, if you road tripped, you you know you kind of be disappointed you were going somewhere. What about what about the early days in your golf profession? I know you did a lot of trips for that, but you flew that not necessarily drove. Well, well what do you I think had, of road trip? Do you think I of had, driving? I, I had one trip. There was one trip that I went on that was really interesting, um, and it was because of the gentleman that I the gentleman that I was with. They took us to, or we went down to Sea Island, Georgia, which was my old growing up place. I grew up on St. Simons. But we, we flew down there. And uh, 
as we were going out towards from from Atlanta to Brunswick, uh, Mr. Chapman, one of the gentlemen I was with, said, "Don't worry about these storms because Jefferson's a good pilot." And I thought, "Well, what are you talking about? He's a good pilot." He said, "Well, he used to be a he was the first Air Force pilot that was." taken into the Marines and was a Blue Angel pilot. Oh, wow. And I thought, well, I guess he could fly this plane. Yeah, I said, well, you know, how come we don't know this? He said, well, it's not really something he talks about. And I thought, well, yeah, and, and, you know, at that point in time, I felt very safe for the trip. And apparently on the way back, too, we ended up with a lot of storms. But uh, I felt very safe with it. But And here's the story, and it was not much of a road trip story, but it's an interesting story I'll tell. This man's name was Thomas Jefferson. Uh, kid you not, he was Thomas Jefferson, and he was a, a lieutenant in the Air Force, and he was a naval aviator taken in, and he was flying Blue Angels. And they were doing some training in Hawaii, and there was a gentleman over there that he knew that apparently he owed him some favors. So he said, you bring your family out to the airfield, I'll come over, and I'll do an air show for you. So he did. Now, this was highly frowned upon by upper staff, but, you know, he's, he snuck away and he did it. So he was telling us he'd come by and he flew low, low and he did his wings and did all kinds of stuff. And so he said his next, the last thing he was going to do was going to fly real low, wave his wings, and then just go ballistic, which means to take it, go straight up until they can't see you anymore. So he said he came in real low, and he saw everybody waving down there, and they were all, you know, hello, hello. And he wagged his wings and then looked ahead. And as he looked ahead, he saw an air sock. Now, air socks, of course, are on metal structures. He said as soon as he could, he pulled back on the yoke as fast as he could to go up and miss it, and his whole instrument panel went red with warning. So he obviously had hit it, and he didn't know what was happening. So he starts to fly back to his base and realizes, you know, he has to have somebody, some help because he doesn't know if his gear goes down or anything. He didn't know how much damage was under the plane. So he calls. They fly up there. They see the damage. They see that he can get his his wheels down. He gets down on the ground. As soon as he's on the ground, there's a car to pick him up who takes him to the commanding officer who happened to be a friend of his, thank goodness, and they gave him a choice. You can either uh, lose your wings and continue on or you can take an honorable discharge and still have your commission. So he said, I'll just take the honorable discharge. So he was immediately out of the Air Force. Wow. Okay. Honorably, though. Honorably. Now, here's the funny thing about this. One door closes, one door opens. <clears throat> he came back to Alabama where he grew up and decided he wanted to continue his education. He was going to go to law school. So he enrolled at the University of Alabama Law School. Well, world circulated that we had this hotshot lawyer here at uh, the University of Alabama Law School, and the bear needed a pilot. <gasps> so, no! from that point on, Tom Jefferson flew the bear wherever he wanted to fly to, and he was wow. Bear Bryant's personal pilot. Yeah, Bear Bryant. Everybody knows everybody. who everybody is. Well, yeah. I didn't. When I first moved to Alabama, that, that, I did not know. That's true. <laughs> so he became the Bears' personal pilot. Wow. So it was very, you know, so at that point, you know, after hearing that story, I thought, well, if anybody happens to the pilots of this plane, at least I know we got, you know, 
at least I know we got a pilot on here that can fly this thing. Yeah. And that made for, you know, a different view of a gentleman who I, you know, had no idea the story was about. So that kind of made that, that made that, you know, one of those little interesting things on a road trip that kind of made the road trip, you know? Okay, so is that really a, do you consider that a road trip because you flew? When I think of road trip, I think of driving. I consider that just a trip. Yeah, okay. that really wasn't a road trip. But it was a good story. But it was a phenomenal story. I love it. And his yeah. name, Thomas Jefferson. Thomas Jefferson, yeah. Flew for the Blue Angels yeah. and then flew Bear Bryant. Yeah, flew Bear Bryant, yeah. What, what, what a life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is he still alive? You know, of all those gentlemen, Mr. Boyd Harris, Mr. Buddy Chapman, and I think he's the only one that's still alive, but he was the one that everybody assumed would could probably die first, oh but I, I haven't heard, and I think he is still alive. If, I, if if he'd have passed away, I probably would have heard about it. Does he still live in North Alabama, Huntsville? Yeah, he's Huntsville. How old do you think he is right now? He's got to be ninety. Okay. Yeah, he's got to be in his nineties. Wow. But yeah, that was. I'm not going any further than this, dear. Coming up on some slush. <laughs> Oh, so before before this, we were coming over, and they had just the one lane open, and the other lane was kind of slushy. It wasn't iced over or anything, but then some slush piled on. This truck with the trailer, with a four-wheeler, came flying by, and there's a semi in front of us. But this truck comes flying by in the left lane, in the slushy lane, and starts sliding every which way. The 18-wheeler in front of us kind of pulled over to the right to let him swerve. But he got by him. <laughs> yeah, he got by him. He got by him. I tell you what, though, that was uh, one of those scary moments on the road. Yes. Like, oh boy. We're just ready to watch somebody eat it. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. But you know, I think one of the road trips that I had that I enjoyed the most was just when, when my dad would take us. He wouldn't. These were just individuals with. You know, Tony would probably be in school and I'd be in school, but then we'd have like a, uh, I'd have a couple of days off, say, from when we were in different schools, and I might go down to where he worked down in Florida, and that was just a fascinating time for me because he was de- he was a developer. He developed some property down or- around Orlando during the time when Disney World was yeah, coming up. Yeah, I was just going to say, hint, hint, Disney. Yeah, and it was one of these things where it was, before it was just this massive place. Yes. All you had really was the Magic Kingdom. And he used to take me in the morning. And was from, that even there at the time? Yeah, oh, oh okay. absolutely. Yeah, he used to take me over and we would he would drop me off at the Contemporary oh, Hotel. Yeah. Well, he would drop me He would go into the Contemporary with me. Um, we would go up to the... I don't know what floor it was, but it was the monorail floor. We'd go up to the monorail floor, and he'd buy me my day's worth of tickets. And I'd get on the monorail, and I'd go to the Magic Kingdom, and I'd spend the day at the Magic Kingdom by myself. <laughs> and then I would meet him back at the Contemporary at like 9 o'clock at night, and then we'd go back to the, the property he was developing. That's cool. And, I mean, I got to know the ins and outs of Disney World. <laughs> yeah. As a kid. Right, right. You know, unsupervised. How old, how old were you? Uh, you know, anywhere from probably 10 to, 10 to 12, and you're, 9, 10, yeah. 11, 12. So you were down there a few years before me because I lived down there too. Yeah. And But it was before Epcot was built. But it was a little bit more built up by then when we went. But they were still doing the ticket thing. Yeah. Where you needed a ticket for every ride. Absolutely. Absolutely. And they would drop me and my, half, my stepsister off and we would 
spend the day there. Mm-hmm. I mean, I got to know the schedule of the park. And it would be, you know, I'd know when the parades were starting. And I knew that was the time to go to Space Mountain. Oh, you know, yes. The parades, right. You know, the parade started at 4, you know, at 3.45, head to Space Mountain, because I could get on that puppy in a matter of two minutes and be done, you know, yeah. instead of you know, sitting there waiting for an, an hour, of, you know, 45 minutes from this point. No, not mm-hmm. for me, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> I got I got this figured out. Yeah. <laughs> so it was, you know, interesting. And I, I probably, there were probably people there. Employees there that probably knew knew me because I was there so much. I would think it was interesting. It was a fun time. Forgive the GPS talker yes. thing. Yes. Not not that we need the GPS, but it's good. We use it for the traffic, I guess. Yes. Yes, for road conditions and all that kind of stuff. Just uh, trying to stay aware and alert of where police are and all yes. that kind of good stuff. Yes, yes, yes. But we've come up to a point where we've got we're behind plows now. Yeah. Which is okay. Yeah. We've made pretty good time. Yeah. Considering. Yeah. Well, you know, I love getting in the car and going somewhere. I can yeah. pick up in a minute and go. So yeah. I'm, I think I'm a gypsy sometimes. Yeah, so absolutely. I can live on the road, I think. Well, you tell me. Where, where you know, I, we, I've talked about me. You tell me. Oh, gosh. I don't know. I don't I don't know. I know that you used to tell me, you used to tell me that you would go on trips with your grandparents. Oh, yeah. And during the summertime. looking for <clears> our artifacts and then go to like antique stores no 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 no. that's mm, no my grandparents my mama and papa they did um you know he worked for the steel mill for a long time and then they got laid off whatever got too old to work whatever so he started doing woodworking and back in the day you could go to malls remember malls Mm. and they would have like right before christmas they would have all these vendors and artists come in and set up that's what they did during the summertime. Oh, cool. And they took some the grandkids with them. They mm-hmm. wouldn't take all of us at once because that uh-huh. would be too much. But they would take a couple of us at a time and go with them during the summertime. We went to Paducah, Kentucky. We, I mean, we were all over the place. And we took a camper, so we would stay sometimes right there in the parking lot. Uh. It was fun. And then most of the times, though, they would find a KOA campground. Oh, yeah. And we would stay there. And that was... Of, that was a fun time, and I really, honestly think they're the ones that got me to liking travel. Yeah. Oh, I Although I remember one time we were traveling at night. And oh my gosh, it was so scary! And that we we were in a van <clears throat> pulling our camper <clears throat> with my mama and papa. Papa was driving, of course, and mama was up front. She has you know her thermos of black coffee for him and everything, but the headlights kept going out. Oh goodness! And he just kept driving. <laughs> they would come on and they'd go off, and then they come on and they'd go off. <laughs> And we were, like, not on a major highway either. It was so scary. Oh, Lord. I remember that. I was little. You sure he wasn't a Terminator and he could see everything? Maybe. I I (laughs) can't see everything, clearly. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe. Anyway, those were some good times. Yeah, that sounds cool. And then I also remember when I was in the Navy, I would just take off. You know, I'd have the weekend and I'd get in my car and just go home and visit family unannounced. I'd just show up and surprise them. (laughs) Now that I'm an adult, I realize this probably wasn't a good idea to surprise somebody. Surprise, I'm home. <laughs> Feed me and do my laundry. Right, right, right. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. It was a long, long trips, though. Yeah. Well, we've taken, this is, we're, as, as, as Carol said, we're on our way to Tunica. And this has become kind of our little quick getaway because the way our, our hours and work have set up. We can kind of get away and, 
it's only about three and a half hours or four hours away. Yep. And we can go over and get lost for a day and then just come on back. And yep. And then we have those three and a half hours there and back in the car together. Exactly. I love it. Exactly. So. Love it. Because, you know, my I work second shift. You work first. Kind of, not a shift, but you work during the day, you know, early, <laughs> early, early hours. Morning. So, we, we kind of pass midday each other. Ships I'm out the pass. door. I'm out the door and you're coming in. Yeah. Hey everyone, this is Carol again real quick. I'm sure I've told you how much I love Buzzsprout. That's what we use for our podcast here. Now, if you have something to say and you want to try podcasting, please use Buzzsprout. They are awesome. Buzzsprout is hands down the easiest and best way to launch, promote, and track your podcast. Your show can be online and listed in all the major podcast directories like Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and more within minutes of finishing your first recording. Podcasting isn't hard when you have the right partners and the team at Buzzsprout is passionate about helping you succeed. So here's how we can help each other. If you follow the link in my show notes, it lets Buzzsprout know that we sent you and it gets you a $20 Amazon gift card if you sign up for a paid plan and it helps support our show. It's that simple. Podcasting isn't hard when you have the right partners. So let's get creating. behind me decided he didn't want to cut right on my butt yeah <laughs> all right well i guess that's enough that's probably long enough okay. for now well it's been enjoyable yeah we may come back on our way back maybe absolutely maybe we'll see and we might do one while we're there we might oh i'll definitely do one while i'm there we might do one oh okay i like it so stand by don't go anywhere hey i'm back i just wanted to pop in real quick and insert this buzz sprout promo I'm sure I've told you how much I love Buzzsprout. It is the podcasting hosting platform I use for this podcast. Now, if you have something to say and you want to try podcasting, please give Buzzsprout a try because they are awesome. Buzzsprout is hands down the easiest and best way to launch, promote, and track your podcast. Your show can be online and listed in all of the major podcast directories like Apple, Spotify, Google, iHeartRadio, and more within minutes of finishing your first recording. Creating a podcast isn't hard when you have the right partners, and Buzzsprout is passionate about helping you succeed. So here's how we can help each other. If you follow the link in the show notes, it lets Buzzsprout know that we sent you, and it gets you a $20 Amazon gift card when you sign up for a paid plan, and it also helps support our show. It's that simple. All right, let's get creating. And now, back to the show. And we are back. This will be our last segment. We are headed back home to Alabama. We are about 20 miles out of Corinth. Am I, am, I, am I pronouncing that correct? That is correct. Corinth, Mississippi. So, do you want to talk about our first date air quotes <laughs> oh my uh, we never dated that's right we did we never dated and that might be another episode for another time yeah, it could be yeah. but Absolutely. you 
invited me to go have lunch with you. That is right. And we drove all the way to Corinth, Cor- Mississippi from Huntsville, Alabama yes. to have lunch. It's about a two-hour drive. And, of course, you know, we already knew each other. Yeah. But it gave us a chance to be, you know, we knew us knew each other in a social setting. Right. So to speak. And it gave us a chance to be confined with each other. <laughs> find out the scary inner workings of each other which we didn't we didn't quite discover until a few years later but yeah (laughs) (laughs) but it kind of opened that avenue up so to speak yes Yes. so do you consider that our first date we never dated that's right we never that was my thing that we never we were just friends we were just friends doing stuff together we, we just went and had lunch yeah absolutely I mean, technically, you would people would call it a date, but you know, no, we never dated. So. Well, the name of the restaurant, the reason we went to Corinth, Mississippi, is called Abe's Grill, and they are known for they are known for their tenderloin biscuits. Best, what does he say? The best in the world. Best in the world, absolutely. He takes a pork tenderloin and cooks it in the oven. Then they bake their biscuits in the morning and. Their biggest business, of course, they've got the, the. You have to look at Apes Grill online. It's got oh, do like. Do they have 12, a website online? Yeah. Oh, wow. Well, I mean, you you can go look online. You'll find oh, okay. it. You'll find it everywhere because it's been so written about. But you know, the counter is like twelve to fifteen seats, and they do a booming lunch business. But remember, the that first time or second time we went over, we found out that their biggest business is their catering biscuits to businesses the hospital and hospitals and all in that in the mornings in the mornings yeah. yeah and their pork tenderloin biscuit is their biggest seller but we went there for lunch yes. not breakfast and yes. from what i remember it was 17 17 seats. Seats. and they're okay. not tables they're not booths they're bar stools you walk in and it's like right there there's no room to walk around None. No. I mean, you walk fact, in and the seat is right if, there in front if, of you. If you go to the bathroom, people have to get up from where they're sitting yes. to allow you to go to the bathroom. Yeah, and the bathroom is so tiny. <laughs> but cool. Yes, and then what? It was like a generational thing with them. I mean, Abe is actually Abe. He's there. Well, when, and, or is it his Abe, son taking Abe and, over? Abe and his wife. Uh, what's his wife's name? I don't uh, remember. Oh, yes, you do. Yeah, we do. Uh, Lucinda? No, Sarah? No. Uh, anyway, Abe and his wife have been working it for 50 years, maybe? Uh, yeah. Yeah, something like 45, 50 years. But when we went there on our lunch, their son had just moved back, and yes. they were and they had just had their baby. Yes, And they That's had right. just moved back from Florida or something, but he was going to come back and work the business with Dad. And since then, and that's been 15 years ago? At least. Fifteen years ago, all three of them have been working behind that counter yeah. doing it. So it's definitely a family affair. And one time recently when we came over to Tunica on our way back on a Monday, we were going to stop and get lunch or whatever. But then they, they had closed down the restaurant because of his brother's passing. Right, right. Yeah. Right. Well, it's, some, it's funny because they had told us that they take two weeks of vacation. They don't, they're, open, they're open five days a week. So they are not open on weekends. And they take two weeks of vacation uh, per year. They let everybody know that they're closing down and they're going. 
and it's funny that twice that we've come back, they've been closed. They close it up because either somebody was having an operation and was sick. That's right. Or they were, you know, had, unfortunately had this uh, death from the family. Right. But when they close, they, they close. Yeah. It's like, you know, we're, well, we're, they don't have, they don't have anybody else to work for. Because yeah. <laughs> it's just a family owned business. They have no other employees. Yeah. But anyway, it's, it's a great place. But the, one of the reasons we came back is because they also have a ribeye steak sandwich. <gasps> it's to die for. That is, you know, it's not this huge, huge, huge meal, but it's cooked right on the grill, right there in front of you. Uh, it's fresh, it's hot, and it just, it's to die for. And they have no dishes. He puts down a piece of wax, piece of paper, wax, plops it right down on there. Wax, paper, and a bell jar. And you're yep. eating, eating sweet, you're drinking sweet tea and eating and, and going in, and they do have one other little treat. They do, they make these big uh, chocolate chip cookies. Uh-huh. And when you get one, they put it on the grill uh-huh. and heat it up for you, and it kind of toasts it on the bottom mm. and gets the chocolate chips gooey again. Mm. And that's so good, yeah, delicious. Yeah, we're it's well worth s- the going. We're gonna have to stop back one time. And actually take pictures again or something. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. You, you know, you can go online and look at Abe's Grill and you'll see all kinds of pictures and you'll see what we're talking about. Yeah. If you're going through Corinth and you just look to the left or look to the right when you're going by there, you will not stop and you will not even think twice about it because all you see is Abe's Grill and what looks like a junkyard in front it, of it. Yep, sure does. And <laughs> you would think, no, you know, that's no place to stop, but it is the place to stop. I tell you what, I'll try to snap a picture of it as we go past it, and then I'll put it on our, my Instagram account. There you go. Carol Remarks. There you are. All right, so that's, we're going to end it for now. You guys have a good week, and we will talk to you later. Have a nice day. <laughs> What's that? Who pays your salary? What's that? What's that? We're not a democracy!